0: Welcome back to Hour 2 of Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. Manny Bazuna is filling in for Sterling Fox this weekend. I want to extend our collective thank you to David Yan, Vice President, Wealth Management, Envision Financial, for sharing his expertise in weathering a financial storm. Coming up, John Carlson of 2% Realty who has seen a few ups and downs in his industry. He'll return to Vancouver Consumer with his latest observations on the real estate market and how you too can prepare for when the market settles into a state of normal and how that normal may look moving forward. But first, several items of interest that caught our eye here at Vancouver Consumer this week with a follow-up on a story we brought you last week that Steve Nash Gyms, when it closed its doors, is now looking for buyers or investors. And what this means for gym members? Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but Steve Nash reported this week it will continue to charge members for their memberships, even though you cannot work out. The reason, according to the company, is that the company continues to operate under creditor protection and, in fact, has not declared bankruptcy. Gym members have reported and confirmed that they have been charged since the company shut down all of its locations in mid-March and laid off its entire staff. One member said she was charged her monthly fee a mere two days before the shutdown. Another member reports she paid for personal training she's now unable to use. She is out more than $2,000. Then there's Megan Wong. She too paid for personal training $3,824. We'll be following this over the coming weeks on Vancouver Consumer. As reported last hour, no more free metered parking in Vancouver. That little morsel proved too costly for city coffers. In fact, metered parking is the third largest revenue source for the city of Vancouver, behind property taxes and development permits. And city council made it clear they need the dough. So effective right now, you have to pay to park. You may not know, there is a COVID-19 fraud response team, and they were in action this week. Acting on a tip, the team seized more than 1,500 fake COVID testing kits from a Richmond resident that were being sold online to unsuspecting British Columbians. Selling or advertising health products that make false or misleading claims to prevent, diagnose, treat, or cure the virus are illegal in Canada. The B.C. Center for Disease Control has seen a significant increase in calls related to household cleaners and disinfectants, a 60% increase. Fortunately, the center has not seen any serious injuries, but ingesting or improperly mixing cleaning chemicals can be fatal. When it comes to cleaning safely, the center advises you follow all the instructions on the label, never mix chemicals and never use bleach or other disinfectant on food. And kudos to London Drugs for this week offering space on its shelves for products of small businesses. The chain recently helped the Girl Guides sell 800,000 boxes of their iconic cookies. London Drugs, which has been designated an essential service, has so far not unexpectedly received hundreds of applications. The plan is to convert their center aisles into local central to help small business survive this crisis. Applications so far include a wide cross-section of local products, including soaps, uh, compostable garbage bags, and thankfully organic chocolates. Coming up on Vancouver Consumer, what and where is the sweet spot in our current real estate landscape? This hour, we welcome back John Carlson of 2% Realty. He too will share his expertise on weathering this wonky real estate market. So if you're considering buying, selling, moving up or down the property ladder, John's got some great advice. John, welcome back to Vancouver Consumer. How are you doing?
1: Hi, Manny. It's good to be here and uh, I'm doing well. Thanks very much.
0: I think the message we want to relay to our listeners uh, today, to begin with anyway, John, is that the market is not dead. I've got a couple of thousand real estate agents on my LinkedIn site, and they're posting sales currently and all the time. So the market is not dead.
1: No, absolutely. There's life out there, and there has continued to be life throughout this entire COVID-19 crisis. Of course, the activity in terms of listings and sales has dropped significantly, but, you know, it's not dead. It, it hasn't gone away. In fact, I'm starting to feel, you know, all the signs of a, of a, of a mild resurgence starting to happen.
0: Well, are there cert- certain sectors that you're seeing a, a pretty nice bump or a continuation of some pretty healthy sales?
1: Yes. You know, the way I see the market right now is it, it's very much um, uh, segment-specific in terms of, of what's happening. And by that, I mean, you know, there are some segments of the market, particularly affordable segments in good areas, that you know it's not just the buyers that have kind of walked away from the market, it's the potential sellers. The listings have, have not been hitting on a regular basis. So um, when there is some demand out there for a good, affordable property, um, in some of the segments, there's just really not much to be had. And when these new listings hit in these segments, they tend to sell really quickly. Um, you know, anecdotally, I've got a client uh, in Maple Ridge who's looking to move out to Langley. And this is kind of, um, you know, we're looking at townhomes, row homes, detached houses, but mainly due to the roughly $800,000 price range where, you know, we're, we're looking at row homes um, and some townhomes. And it's interesting that some of these properties, I mean, one just hit last week uh, in the mid to high sixes, and it was a multiple offer situation. So, um, again, there are people in the market wanting to take advantage of low interest rates, or maybe their personal timing just says that, hey, this is the time that, that we got to move. And they're having a little bit of trouble in some segments finding good listings to, to act on. So the nice thing about a slower market like this is the buyers that are out there, they're not tire kickers. They're they're pretty serious, and they generally have motivation. And uh, in a segment that is limited and in demand in terms of limited in inventory, these are still pretty hot properties, whereas some segments, if you're in an area that's flooded with newer condos and you're selling that, that's going to be a little bit more difficult, and you're going to have to be more price sensitive. So uh, it depends on the segment you're in, but there is definitely life in the market right now.
0: John Carlson of 2% Realty joining us on this edition of Vancouver Consumer. Manny Bazunas is filling in for Sterling Fox. johnnysmartpoint.com is John's uh, website. johnnysmartpoint.com. Uh, John, I've got a very close friend uh, in the construction industry, and I have seen some of those row home or townhome complexes they're building in uh, Langley that you mentioned. And uh, they are absolutely gorgeous. And what they've decided to do with these homes is uh, limit the uh, lot size. So in other words, cut back on the front and backyard, but build more home on the footprint. And they are selling like crazy. They're absolutely gorgeous. So uh, I think you're serving your client well by uh, pointing in that direction.
1: Yes. I mean, there are some beautiful properties out there, I mean, right now. And and these uh, row homes or non-strata, zero lot line type properties where they're kind of like duplexes or, you know, in a row. I agree with you. The formula has been very successful because a lot of times people, they want a comfortable place to live and maybe have their two or three children where each have their bedroom. Um, But affordability is always an issue. And one way you deal with that is to um, to, you know, cut down on some of the lot sizes and do a little bit higher density. So uh, great formula. It's been very popular. And uh, as the market returns, I think that these kind of things will be popular again. One thing I always like to point out, even during somewhat dark times like this, is that the real estate market in greater Vancouver and the Fraser Valley is is very, very resilient. And I've been surprised, say, back in 2007 and 8, at how quickly things came back. Um, and that's not to say we won't have our economic challenges. Will people have jobs and what will the financial situation look like? But uh, never count this market out. I, I do see some signs that we're starting to return to a, a uh, more active market.
0: Well, John, in some of our previous conversations, you've pointed out that uh, it, it's your observation anyway from past uh, quote unquote crises that the real estate market generally returns in stages. Uh, what did you mean by that?
1: Well, particularly with this situation, I see um, a gradual or a tiered return. Um, for instance, right now I'm talking to maybe half a dozen people who are saying, hey, you know, maybe it's time for us to list our property within the next couple of weeks. Um, these are the people who are motivated. They have some real good reasons for wanting to sell or buy a property. And I think there is a, you know, a certain number of people out there who, um, again, have the motivation and are thinking, hey, maybe this is the time and we're going to jump into the market. If, of course, there's a lot of unknowns, but if the curve, you know, continues to remain flat and this, uh, you know, this virus is not hitting us too hard, the return to normal might start to kick in. And, and then you've got people that are saying, hey, you know, I, I'm, I'm okay with, you know, some of the risks or going out and taking a look at properties and, and, and practicing proper social distancing protocol. I'm going to jump in the market as well. So I think that as things start to improve, it, 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 it happens in, in tiers. The more motivated people jump in first. And then, if that works out well, then you'll have a the next level of motivation. Uh, people saying, "Hey, you know, this worked for my neighbor. Maybe I'll jump in." And you know, I see things maybe potentially taking off pretty quick. But it all depends on, you know, do people will they still have jobs? Are they financially comfortable? And uh, are they uh, not deathly afraid of this virus spreading? So you know, it still remains to be seen. But there's a lot of momentum, a lot of impetus. People looking to do something. And I think that as the situation improves, those people, depending on their level of motivation, Uh, will start to jump back in. And I'm already seeing that.
0: Well, I think, John, uh, your sentiment uh, reflects what most uh, industries are uh, suggesting, that, um, you know, it will be a question of how comfortable people are in getting in close contact. Uh, In the meantime, however, uh, there are some pretty strict protocols when it comes to uh, buying or selling a home, putting it on the market, having people look at it. One of the great things that you do, uh, John Carlson from 2% Realty, is uh, you'll put up a 3D picture of the home.
1: Yes. Um, you know, and in a lot of industries, real estate being one of the main ones uh, over the years has moved more to paperless transactions and online uh, experiences and real estate, of course, no different um, i 've been doing this for for a few years now, at least um, doing the matterport three d tours um, that 's one excellent way of having people walk through a house virtually. Uh, and you know, experience the property, and and if they're interested, then maybe they can book an appointment to view it, rather than walking through and saying, "Hey, I don't like the layout, I don't like this, I don't like that." Well, I think the idea right now is to limit the physical contact as much as possible. So one way that uh, real estate agents like myself are are doing this is by having um, you know a house virtually mapped, and it's really interesting because if you had a you know a, a nice big kitchen that was say a, a big feature of your home, and you'd just done a significant renovation, and maybe you've got uh, you know, the high-end appliances or maybe you've got a certain Italian tile or these 3D tours, we can also embed them with, um, with little captions. So if you were to walk through a house virtually and you see the little marker you click on it, you might say, hey, these are all brand new cabinets. They're solid maple. They're this, they're that or this is a Frigidaire unit, or we can demonstrate value and do a little bit of the sales process um, online by just having people go virtually. Another thing that's happening is the virtual open house where an agent like myself might be in a home, it's not open to the public, but I can do a live stream and walk through and people can send me messages and say, hey, could you walk through that kitchen again and tell me about this and that? So, um, you know, there in a lot of industries, we're, we're going online and especially with this crisis happening right now, I think it's important for for real estate agents like myself to remember that we need to promote people's properties. We have a job to do. These people want to sell their home and they want it showcased in the best possible light. So um, I'm. it doesn't cost any more and I have all my listings that I'm taking from here on uh, 3D mapped so that people can take a look at them virtually before even before even coming in to see the property. That way, we only have serious people coming in the door.
0: JohnnySmartPoint.com is uh, how you reach uh, John. John Carlson from 2% Realty. It's quite a website too. It features all of the benefits of using John Carlson. One of the benefits, John, uh, commission structure.
1: Yeah. I mean, that might be a a less important point right now uh, than than it has been in the past, but money is always important. Um, I've really built a career on providing value to people. And that's one of the reasons I came up with the smart point tag is, you know, what's the smart thing to do if you're going to sell a home? Um, You want to get good service. You want an experienced agent who knows what he or she is doing. Uh, Good references and all that thing are important. Um, But also people have traditionally said, uh, you know, over the last number of years, hey, this market has taken off. Prices have gone through the roof. And as a result, commissions, which are usually a percentage of sale price, have gone up quite a bit as well. And some people Bristle at the thought of you know paying uh, you know thirty or forty thousand dollars in commission, depending on what your price range might be, and they wonder, hey, where's the value in that? So what I do is I offer people an option of paying less than the majority of my competition, so um, typically everything's negotiable, but commissions have been typically seven percent of the first hundred thousand two and a half or three percent of the balance. And uh, what I do at my company is I simply charge a flat commission of 2%. Anything under $400,000 sale um, stays, you know, at the 8000 But uh, anything over $400,000 is a flat rate, 1% for the listing side, 1% for the buyer side. And I don't cut corners. So that's really what I've built the, the, the foundation, the cornerstone of my success in the business by offering not just excellent service and results, but giving people a little bit extra value. So that's one thing. Right now... That's all important, but I think equally as important is make sure you have an agent who is, um, who is experienced and uh, is able to, uh, you know, help you stick handle uh, in this market. Because, you know, when an offer comes in, negotiating that, given your leverage position, is something that I think a good agent um, uh, will, will uh, make you money at, as opposed to maybe what the commission structure is. So I try to do the best of both worlds, uh, give the best service and save people money compared to most of my competition.
0: John Carlson, 2% Realty, Johnny, SmartPoint, dot com is the website. Uh, John, I've always believed um, in the real estate game that uh, if you are looking to buy a property, you should always have a buyer's agent, your own agent. Don't rely on the selling agent alone to look after your best interests. Uh, they'll split the commission or however they work it out. But I want someone watching my back.
1: You do, and you need you need an agent. Uh, really, of course, there are exceptions. Um, Some people who feel they're sophisticated buyers might feel comfortable operating without an agent, and there's a process for that. But a few years ago, um, the Real Estate Council removed um, the ability for agents to act as dual agents. In other words, if I had your house for sale, I could ask you and get written permission to also represent the buyer as long as I treated you both equally and didn't disclose one to the other motivation and things like that. Well, that's now been entirely removed. So if you were to, Manny, go and look at a house, and uh, talk to the buyers. The, the selling agent, that agent has a duty to give you all the information, be truthful and honest with you, but they cannot represent your interest in a transaction. So, I would say yes, absolutely. If if uh, buyers, potential home buyers, are out there and they're they're thinking about entering the market, you probably do want to get in touch with a good agent who knows the area and is a successful negotiator, because that agent will owe you, the buyer, the duties of confidentiality and full disclosure of everything he or she knows. And you really do need somebody on your side right now if you're negotiating a purchase for yourself.
0: Well, I'll give you a personal uh, story, John. Before you and I met, I was looking at a home in North Vancouver, gorgeous home, took my buyer's agent, a friend of mine, to uh, come and view the property in the inside of the house when you could still go inside the house to look. And I don't know what kind of extra vision this particular buyer's agent, my person, has. He said, did you notice that little shallow part of the front lawn? I said, no, I didn't. What are you talking about? He said, look closely. The lawn is not level. There's an indentation. There's an oil tank under there. Mm. And he he was right. (laughs) And I thought, wow, did you ever save me a ton of money? Yes. Uh, And, you know, there's
1: TV commercials about, you know, why to use an agent. And I think they're kind of funny, quite frankly. But uh, that's a great example of, you know, a good agent when I'm out showing properties to potential clients, potential buyers. And uh, maybe, you know, the house was built in the 40s or the 50s. That's one of the first things you think about. Is there any uh, oil tank here? Has there been a search done? Is there a certificate? Because, you know, not to get into too much detail about this, but oil tanks are obviously a potential environmental concern And if that concern comes to fruition and there's a big problem, well, there's a long stream of people that could be in a lot of trouble. So, uh, hey, kudos to your agent for for bringing that up. Um, The other thing about old homes is sometimes wiring or asbestos and all these things. So there's lots to look at. It's more than just negotiating a contract and uh, yes, to answer your question have a good agent uh, represent you if you're looking to buy a home.
0: John Carlson, 2% Realty, johnnysmartpoint.com. You are listening to Vancouver Consumer. I want to carry on with what we were talking about in the last uh, segment. Uh, John, I, I think it's advisable for people when they heard you say, you know, there are some segments of the real estate market that are doing not only better but much better than other segments. And I can see that collective scratching on the head of people who are listening to the show this afternoon. I wonder what sector my home is in. Is it doing well? Uh, why don't you fill us in a little bit more and how people can get a hold of you and just kind of get the lay of the land from you personally?
1: That's a great question. And these, that's really one of the main questions that I'm kind of fielding right now. Um, I'm finding people calling saying, hey, you know, John, I've, I've heard you on the radio or you work for my brother and um, you work for my family and we have a house um, uh, you know, there's one, unfortunately, in a estate sale, a member of the family had passed away and uh, want to call me, I'll have a listing coming up, a house in Vancouver soon, but we can talk about that maybe the next time I'm on the program. But people are asking that question, what's going on in my neighborhood? What's going on in my section of the market? Uh, because as I mentioned earlier, we're in a situation where there are fewer buyers and that can create problems for sellers or make things challenging, but there are also fewer listings in a lot of segments. So um, some segments are, are actually quite hot and have been pretty hot per se the last month. Uh, just anecdotally, I'll, I'll say uh, congratulations to Marge and Ralph. They just moved into their house in Mission um, just this past week. And uh, they had a sale in Abbotsford and were looking to buy in Mission, and it was a challenge. You know, we had, we had uh, offers come in that maybe weren't as good as we wanted at first, but what their concern was also what are we going to do on the purchase side? Because to buy a house in Mission right now in the $7, $750,000 range or high sixes, that's a tough thing right now because those listings tend to get snapped up pretty quick. So a listing like that, for instance, has a, a large potential, a pool of potential buyers that can afford the property and the the listings are just rather slim now the higher end market i'm finding is a different story um some sections of the market that are heavy heavy with condos that have been built in the last five years langley comes to mind a few others these are situations where you do have a fair bit of competition and a limited number of buyers and in these segments you know i generally recommend that people try to be uh, competitive in their pricing but again there's other segments where uh, you know the row home and langley in the seven or eight hundred thousand dollar range is pretty active Uh, And there are others. So I just invite people to go to my website or give me a phone call. I'm still working. I'm taking calls. I'm returning emails. I'm showing properties. I'm taking listings. Um, So I invite people, if you want to have a little bit more specific information about your particular property in your area, it's relatively easy for me to pull up the sales statistics um, and maybe some recent comparables and email them to you and we can talk about them over the phone and you can help me understand how does your home compare to some of these others. And uh, generally, I can do an evaluation that way. Now, I do still come to homes and I have the face masks and I have the gloves and, you know, we practice social distancing and that thing. So I still do on-site appraisals as well. But I do those for people who are pretty much at that stage where they're at, hey, John, if, if, uh, you know, if, if we like what you say on this final number, we're ready to list the property. So again, uh, serious buyers out there, serious sellers, but the activity is just a little bit lower. If you want to find out where you belong, feel free to give me a call.
0: Well, I like the fact, uh, John, that uh, you know, you're willing and available and Wanting to go out and see a property for potential sale, uh, complete with mask and other uh, virus protections in place. I think it's always important for an agent to be able to kick the tires of the bricks and mortar, as opposed to see it just virtually. I know, as a potential buyer, you know, I want to go get the lay of the land. I want to look at the neighbors' houses. I want to talk to the neighbors if I can find out who they are and what what's going on in the neighborhood. I want to check with the municipality so see what building permits have been taken out so I'm not living in a construction zone for the next five years of my life. I mean, all of these things you can handle. That's right. Yeah, I'm
1: still working with serious qualified buyers and sellers in pretty much the same way I always did, of course, with the social distancing measures in place. Um, But the nice thing about having the 3D tours and the the virtual open houses and, and maybe evaluations online is we can kind of take that first step over the phone and via email and and online uh, because sometimes it's just some questions people have like, hey, I'm not sure if I really want to sell right now, but I'm curious what my value is because if I sell now, I'll do this, but if I don't, I'll wait. These kind of things can pretty much be done online. But once a person gets to the, the stage where, hey, you know, John, we're ready to put our house on the market and go look for another property, well, that's in-person stuff. I need to see that property to put a fine touch on my evaluation. And then, of course, I wouldn't expect anybody to buy a house or a condo or a townhouse um, just based on the pictures or the 3D tour they see online. We're, we're out there looking at properties. And again, under uh, the social distancing measures, everything is fine. But I, you know, most sellers will insist that anyone coming into their house Uh, at the very least has a mask and gloves, and many of them are also asking um, for their agent, me in this case, to provide information about whether or not they've been sick or out of the country and just kind of screen for any potential problems. So again, be careful up front, uh, take your time, but when it comes time, when you're serious, yes, you can look at properties, you can view properties, you can have people come into your home. Open houses are pretty much off the table, of course. Um, but um, there are ways to work around it. And the, the agents like myself in the industry is adjusting to the new reality. And once again, I'm starting to see signs that uh, that some people have waited long enough and they're looking to start putting their house on the market, I would think, in a number of weeks. So market's okay now, but I think it's going to improve a bit within these next 30 days.
0: John Carlson of 2% Realty, dot com. Uh, That's right. It was uh, not to suggest that the 3D tour is the first step, and then once you get, you know, super serious, then let's go kick the tires of the actual home. Uh, John, but that brings to mind, too, uh, how is it now in this, uh, let's call it a new normal, I know it's an overused expression, uh, with getting uh, the requisite home inspectors to have a close look?
1: Well, that's a great question. Um, And uh, this prompts me to throw out a congratulations to Matt and Marie, Uh, who have a house in Maple Ridge in the $800,000 range. We just had conditions removed on their sale, and so, you know, that's good news. Um, Interestingly enough, when it came time to do the inspection, um, I'm the listing agent, but the buyer's agent contacted me, and I asked to be put in touch with the inspector. Um, And uh, we arranged so that all my clients were out of the house well before the inspector came. All the lights were on, ready to go. The inspector came in by himself. He had a mask and gloves and did the inspection, The buyers and the buyer's agent did not come to the house. I opened up. I locked up afterwards. The buyers reviewed the inspection report, uh, and there were lots of pictures taken and videos and those sorts of things, off-site, away, somewhere else. Um, But I'm finding some inspectors that I've heard about have said, hey, I'll only inspect a vacant home. Um, But others I've heard, uh, like this one in particular, said, hey, I don't mind doing this, but I need people to be out. I need the house to be aired out um, uh, I don't want anyone else there while I'm there and uh, again that's just precautions and part of the new normal but yeah you can get your house inspected just like y- you always could
0: and how about the rest of the conveyancing process uh, any problems with what we're facing in this new normal
1: well no um, I always recommend that people use a good lawyer or notary but someone with um, you know appropriate staffing levels to be able to you know be available during these times um, in face, meetings are definitely uh, you know, not the first line of, of action. Um, most, on, most things can happen now uh, without an in-person meeting. In fact, the laws of British Columbia were changed a month or so ago to allow lawyers to register properties and verify the identification of their clients, not on per- in person, but virtually online. So, these things have helped a little bit. You don't necessarily have to go and step into a, to a lawyer's office anymore. Um, But when it comes to the way I do business, uh, once I have an accepted offer, a firm contract, I collect deposits, I put the deposit in a trust account, my company trust account myself, um, and uh, I forward all the documents to both lawyers for the buyers and sellers and make sure the lawyers have everything they need to, to be prepared and, uh, you know, be ready to to complete the transaction. So, again, the lawyers' offices, the notary offices have really stepped up for the most part and changed the way they, they do business to keep people safe but still allow us to do our necessary functions.
0: John Carlson of 2% Realty joining us on this edition of Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. Manny Bazunas filling in for Sterling Fox. Johnnysmartpoint.com is the website to reach out to John and check out some of his listings and his blog and all the nice things people are saying about him. Well-deserved, of course. Uh, You've had some clients. um, You mentioned that we're moving uh, to Mission, and that happened to be a very tight market uh, John, uh, why was the move to Mission? I'm I'm always interested in hearing personal stories of people who are buying and selling real estate. Why the move?
1: Well, I mean, I, I don't usually talk about the the motivations of of any particular client, um, but sometimes you know people move um, you know move from a strata property and they want a detached house with a yard, and of course affordability is always uh, something to consider. And generally speaking, uh, a house in Mission is a little bit cheaper than a house in Maple Ridge or. Langley or, you know, Coquitlam or, of course, Vancouver and these sorts of areas. Other times you have people that just maybe they work out in these, these areas or they have family. So all kinds of different reasons, um, you know, why people may want to move to a certain area. Um, but my job really is to, you know, in this particular case, you're talking about this is a referral from I work for her sister and her sister put in a good word for me. So that's how the business generally works by word of mouth. Um, and, and it was just nice to work with them. I sat down with them, and in fact, you know, they they had been listed previously with another agent and they didn't get the results they wanted. So I suggested some fine tuning in terms of how we were going to present the, the listing to the market. And um, you know, my job is to listen and to advise people on how to get, you know, they're here, they want to get there. My job is to give them the best path forward. Um, and and that's what we did. So they had to take a bit of a leap of faith when they got an offer on their condo. We, we arranged, we were, we were relatively fortunate, we, we arranged for a long three-month completion date, but the buyers were flexible, so we agreed that if we found a property that, that my clients wanted to buy early, that we'd move those dates up, and that's exactly what happened. We gave ourselves a good solid 90 days, and uh, the, the inventory was tight, and we managed to get one within 30 days, but I think a buyer needs time right now to make sure they identify you know the right place to buy. And when choice is limited, that makes it a little tougher.
0: Well, uh, I I think one of the questions that uh, can be asked about 2% Realty, John Carlson, by the way, uh, an old friend of the show from 2% Realty, is how can you charge less of a commission and still give them any, uh, you know, the marketing bang for the buck?
1: That's a good question. And uh, I guess I do it because I don't. Um, you know, I don't. I'm in a, a fortunate position, quite frankly. I've been doing this twenty; it's my 24th year. I've sold somewhere over a thousand homes in my career, and I've got a lot of clients that send me business. Now, right now, um, I do want to let the listeners know that I'm available. This market is slower than I'm used to. Um, I do a lot of volume, and if you're looking to buy or sell, look me up and give me a call because I'm definitely available. But I, I do a, a lot of volume, and uh, commissions can be quite high. You look at a million-dollar house, and you know even under my relatively, uh, you know, affordable commission structure, you know, that's a $10,000 commission per side. So there is, if an agent wants to start doing the volume and can, can be attractive enough to, uh, to the population so that there's a lot of business to be had and done there, you know, I don't need to charge commissions any higher than what I'm doing. My business model is fine, fantastic. I feel good about it. I get lots of referrals and, um, you know, saving people money while doing a good job is never a bad thing. So I'm very happy with where I'm at. The, uh, the 2% Realty West Coast uh, operation is a fantastic operation, the best one I've been in many years. Um, we've got a great broker there uh, and some good salespeople, and it's a place where I'm very comfortable. So I'm happy to provide value to people and get a fair hey, when the job is done, as long as the people are happy, uh, then I'm happy. So that's really what I build my business on, a value proposition and the experience level that's that's really hard to match.
0: Well, I think uh, the first thing that you did when you joined 2% all those years ago was say, yeah, I'm going to give a real value proposition here. I don't agree with necessarily what the commission structure uh, is currently. Uh, I'm going to join a firm and be part of uh, the new solution to save people money. And if I can sell more homes, then I'll I'll make up that lost commission. as it set out originally. So, good on you, John. John Carlson of 2% Realty. JohnnySmartPoint.com. JohnnySmartPoint.com. Dot.com. Appreciate your time this afternoon, John, and we'll talk to you again soon.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to being back. Stay well, and I'll talk to you again soon.
0: You too. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.